Welcome back to Series 3 of Mud Between Your Toes, Conversations with Pete Wood. In Season 2, I interviewed fascinating people with a connection to Africa and to me. It got me thinking because I've had the enormous privilege to meet the most extraordinary people along this journey of life. So in Series 3, I'm interviewing people from around the world, from all walks of life, and all with a good story to tell. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, my first guest today is a person who has changed the face of performing arts in Hong Kong in the past 25 years. Lindsay McAllister is the founder of the Hong Kong Youth Arts Foundation, or formerly the Hong Kong Youth Arts Festival, which was founded in 1993. She's here today to talk to me about the journey and how the foundation has managed to adapt to the constant challenges they faced from the Asian financial crisis, SARS, COVID-19, and how social media has changed the way our youth communicate in today's world. So Lindsay McAllister, welcome to Conversations with Peter Wood. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Lindsay, what is the Hong Kong Youth Arts Foundation and how did it all start? Oh gosh, well that's a huge question. So I will try and be brief. So YAF works with young people aged between 5 and 25 from different backgrounds, different cultures, young people with different abilities. And we actively create opportunities for disadvantaged and underprivileged young people. But we've also started to extend our reach into the wider community. And now we're doing a lot more sort of cross-generational projects. But the common denominator is young people. So there's always going to be young people in our projects. And we work in all the genres of the arts you could ever imagine. So all the performing arts genres, all the visual arts genres. One year we even did sushi making as an art form. So we are very, very inclusive. Uh, the programmes are all free of charge and extremely high quality. People cannot believe that the work is being created by young people, which is, which is always very satisfying for me. Uh, and it all started 28 years ago when I arrived from the UK and had the idea that Hong Kong needed some kind of platform for young people to share how amazing their creativity and amazing their um, responses to the arts are. And so I decided Hong Kong needed a youth arts festival. So that, that's kind of where it all began. But, but how important are the performing arts to the youth of Hong Kong? After all, Asian and Hong Kong students tend to be pushed towards financially secure career paths like law or medicine. Art, per se, isn't really taken seriously, or is it? Well, I think attitudes have definitely changed over the years. I mean, you know, 28 years ago, it was like banging your head against a brick wall to try and get people involved in the project. It was very, it was a really, really hard sell. Uh, but here we are, you know, 28 years later, I think people realise that, you know, you don't want just machines that can churn out facts and figures that you actually want young people who are going to be you know creative thinkers creative problem solvers and through projects that we do 
you know, even though it's an art project, it's actually all about life skills. And so it's about communication, it's about collaboration, cooperation, you know, you develop leadership skills through, through being involved in one of our programs. And then of course, there's the only the sort of personal skills like, you know, dedication, perseverance, focus, uh, you develop lots of self-confidence being involved in these projects. And I think people today, I think schools, I think parents, I think future employers, they really value those skills. And so they're not only looking for the kid who's like the A plus, A plus, A plus. I mean, okay, it's important to, you know, get good grades, but it's also important to be a very well-rounded individual. And I think by being involved in programmes like YAF, or being involved in sports programs or anything that actually encourages young people to become more rounded, obviously that's a plus for, the, for their futures. I mean, you're often described as a larger than life effervescent <laughs> character. Um, is it fair to say that the, this rubs off on your students? Indeed, um, it's clear that you believe in a world that is colorful, expressive, open, <laughs> and not afraid to dream big. Uh, so I guess with that in mind, is the ability to perform in front of a crowd vital for children later in life? Well, YAF isn't only about performing arts, but obviously my particular area of, of interest and probably the area that I'm most experienced and skilled in is the performing arts. So I get very involved, obviously, with the kids who are more interested in that side of expressing themselves. Now, obviously, kids who want to be involved in the performing arts, they do tend to be a little bit more colourful. They tend to be a bit more expressive. And if they don't start off that way, definitely by the end of being involved in a project, particularly if they've worked with me personally, they are definitely going to be, you know, touched by the whole kind of Lindsay-ness of a project. And so they, they will, they'll express themselves differently, their energy. I mean, I'm all about energy. If you came to one of my workshops or one of my rehearsals, it would be energy, 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 energy. So it's really important that everybody, you know, is the best that they can be. And I think at the end of the day, that is why I'm so excited about the work that we do, because, you know, you see a young per person at the beginning of a process and then three months later, you look at the same young person and they're so proud that they've been involved in something which is, you know, of such a high quality and they've just learned so much along the way. They've made amazing friendships which will last for life. I mean, they, they do become a really, really big family. I mean, it is, it's amazing. Yeah, um, you, and you, you know, talk about day, a family. Yeah, at the you end of the day, whether they end up becoming a ballerina or a, a performance artist or a bus driver or a bank manager, it doesn't really matter. The skills that they're going to learn through being involved in one of these projects, they're going to set them up for the rest of their life and they're going to be applicable for any and every career they want to go into. And yet, I mean, not just here in Hong Kong, but uh, globally, the arts are famously left on the back burner of most <laughs> government budgets. So, I mean, it hasn't been easy for you. Is it difficult to fund? And, and how does one get involved with helping, uh, you know, do donating money? <laughs> 
good question. Well, I mean, YAF has been incredibly fortunate. So over the last 28 years, we've had partners that have actually been with us for the majority of that time. So these are partners that um, mainly corporate partners who really see the importance of the work that we're doing and they really respect the fact that we get these just incredible results out of the young people that we work with. And so companies like Standard Charter Bank and Swire and individual supporters like Robert Miller have just been incredible because, I mean, obviously, you mentioned in your introduction the good times and the not so good times. In the bad times, you kind of expect where well, you're not doing projects, are your supporters still going to be as supportive? And we have been just so touched and so grateful for the fact that, you know, even though we've not been able to be as active as we have been, obviously in the last two years with social unrest and then COVID, our supporters have stood by us and they've actually, you know, that they've remained financially supportive. And I mean, we would not have, we'd, we'd not have got through the last two years without them which is absolutely incredible and then the hong kong jockey club has been brilliant they've been setting up different initiatives you know for ngos like us who have been struggling a bit um with regards to the government i mean we've never really worked terribly closely with the government on projects i mean we've been very lucky that in the last couple of years we've received some matching grants so we've had funding from another partner and then they've matched it to put on a production so that's been fantastic but but for me it's our corporate partners that have been just incredible uh yeah like i say we wouldn't wouldn't have survived yeah i mean lindsay can you give us some examples of projects that you're particularly proud of Oh, I'm proud of all our projects. Okay, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, well, pro a project that I'm particularly proud of is something that we actually did uh, last year, which was a project called Hashtag. And every year we do a big production, which usually happens at the Shusen Theatre and has a cast of thousands. And it's, it, it's an amazing experience. And last year I actually wrote a production which was all about social media and about how young people interact on, on the internet and through chat rooms. And of course that was something that last year we really were doing an awful lot more of and young people particularly were glued to their screens. And I wanted to create something which kind of looked at the perils of trusting too much the people that you were actually meeting on the internet. And so it was all about catfishing. So uh, it was it was quite a pertinent. Uh, quite a pertinent show. And then obviously projects like Standard Chartered Arts in the Park uh, was the very, 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 very first project that we ever created. And so it's a massive community arts event that happens in November with a big school programme and young people are working with artists to create giant puppets and amazing costumes and really, really outlandish headdresses all on, on a theme. So we choose a theme for the event. And then we have uh, a big public exhibition which happens over a weekend so people can come along and they can enjoy workshops, uh, they can watch stage performances, there's a night parade, there's a day parade. But obviously last year 
we weren't able to do that as a physical event. And I'm really proud that we actually managed to go ahead and we did it as an online event. So it was obviously very, very, very different, but we actually still managed to do it. And we got ridiculously huge numbers. I mean, we had like something like 63,000 people participate. Uh, in that and our social media um, numbers went up by 30% so I mean it was it was quite incredible so you know out of adversity sometimes you know there are good things that happen. Absolutely I mean you know I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you about COVID-19 and how you're coping Um, and it's all about adapting isn't it because it's a brave new world. It really is. Um, it's interesting, you use the word challenge. I've actually banned the word challenge and problem from the YAF vocabulary. And we now reframe those two words as opportunity because this, this last two years, we've had a lot of opportunities at YAF. Um, and I think, you know, it would be quite easy just to curl up and say, you know, it's too difficult. I don't want to be doing any of this stuff. But my amazing team have really embraced these opportunities. And so we've spent a lot of time reinventing and recreating how we do things so that we can still do things online. Um, and we've had amazing support from the, the, the YAF community and wonderful responses from schools and individuals and the general public. Um, like I say, you know, numbers are very, very high participating in our programs. And I think that was surprising and unexpected. And when we get back to whatever the new way of creating and presenting work happens, we're definitely going to adopt some of the things that we've learned and some of the things that we you know, that we've experimented with during this crazy period in our YAF history, uh, because they've been, you know, surprisingly effective. And we've been able to reach out to people in different countries, you know, so usually we're very sort of Hong Kong centric and working with young people in Hong Kong. But because we're now putting stuff out online, we're actually able to be a lot more global with our projects. So I guess that's a like a super exciting spin off from uh, from the last year. Yes, absolutely. I was going to ask you, are you involved with students outside of Hong Kong? I mean, obviously now with Zoom and online, you can be uh, involved with students anywhere in the world. Yeah, I mean, like I say, up until this last year, we've actually not really, you know, lots of our young people go overseas. And so I feel like, you know, the the YAF family is, is a global family, but actually creating with young people, not so much. And so this year, like just to give you an example of a project that we did, which is um, uh, called Stand, um, sorry, a part of a project which is called Alone Together. Um, And that actually was a video virtual dance project that we actually created again, initially for Hong Kong young people, but then it kind of went a bit, not really viral, but it went a little bit more global. Um, And we had participants as well as obviously Hong Kong, we had Macau, Japan, Australia, the US, the UK and Canada. And so it really really extended the reach of a project that we, we really weren't expecting to extend the reach of. So again, like I say, 
when we get back to the new normal, these are things that we will definitely be looking at for the future. So we've learned some really amazing lessons. Um, you were awarded an OBE in the New Year's Honours List in 2006. Um, that must have been an exciting moment and I guess gave your hard work a certain validation and credibility, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was very unexpected. I mean, I um, I received an MBE in 1997, and that and I, I was really surprised when I got the communication saying that I'd been awarded an OBE because I didn't realise that you could actually get an upgrade. Um, but you know what they say about these awards? Like OBE stands for other others bloody efforts and so this one wasn't an award for me it was definitely an award for my amazing team because I definitely 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 could not be doing what I do without the Yas girl power team behind me who have you know so much heart for the work we do so much energy so much enthusiasm and actually they do all the hard work and and I do get an awful lot of the credit for it. I mean, you, you've been working with students right up until when they leave school. Do you have any students who have gone on to successful careers and theatre or art or public speaking or, I don't know, politics? <laughs> Not sure about politics. Um, we've got, yeah, we've got loads of Yaffies who've gone on into creative careers. Um, the ones that sort of spring to mind uh, is a, a, she's quite a famous director now, Shannon Murphy, she, she's an Australian director. Um, and she's now directing episodes of Killing Eve, which is amazing. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, and then we've got young people who've gone on to musical theatre careers in New York, performing on and off Broadway. We've got kids who've performed in shows on London's West End, so Les Mis, The King and I, Miss Saigon. Uh, we've got kids in touring companies with big shows and dance companies that are going around the world. Uh, I noticed the other day that one of our kids popped up in Absentia, which is a TV show on Prime. And then another kid, uh, she's got a show opening on Netflix next week called Zero Chill. Oh, um, and she's also in a film with Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, which I think is coming out soon. And it's so nice for me, you know, I'll be watching something and then I'll be like, oh, is that? Oh God, it is. That's amazing. You know, it gives me such a buzz seeing them doing so well. Oh, incredible. So you're keeping yourself busy. What do you have planned <laughs> in the near future? Uh, well, we've got a project called Startup that we're working on with the Jockey Club, and it's an initiative, uh, an arts initiative to explore climate change with a blend of online and offline activities and video performances. And then there's an exhibition. So hopefully we've covered all our bases. So all audience types will be happy. Uh, and then this month, we haven't had an audition for two years because of everything that's been going on. We have auditions starting again. So I am super, super, super excited to meet all the thousands of new young artists that, uh, that we haven't met before. So new talent, fresh meat, I can't wait. Fantastic. And then I'm writing a new show, which is a sort of sequel to Hashtag, which addresses LGBTQ plus youth. Because uh, over the last couple of years, I've noticed that many of the Yaffis that I'm working with have started identifying as part of the LGBT community. Yeah. 
and using different pronouns um, and coming out to me. So I just thought it was time to have them represented on the Hong Kong stage. So I'm very excited about that. And then hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, Arts in the Park will be back as a physical event in November. Woohoo! Oh, fantastic. Do, do you have any plans to take the, the, the kids over to the Edinburgh Festival or anything like that after all of this COVID is gone? Um, it's something that we have done in the past, but that was when funding was a little bit more accessible to touring things overseas because we actually yeah. took productions to the Edinburgh Fringe I'm sure that's what you're referring to yes yeah. but now I think a lot of our partners are very keen to benefit Hong Kong and so it's seen it's maybe seen as a bit of a jolly if you actually <laughs> you head off to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival no I mean, harm I, in that I, I go it's lovely <laughs> So, so, Lindsay, remind my listeners how they can find out more about uh, the foundation. Is it hkyaf.com? That's correct, yes. So if you, if you go there, you can sign up and get an e-newsletter so you never miss out on anything that we get up to. And you can see past shows that you've done on there? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's an archive of, of things that we've done in the past, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. You do an incredible job, Lindsay McAllister. Thank you. I love it. But sadly, we're out of time. Um, I have a feeling we're still going to be hearing about you in another 25 years. God, but let's hope so. Thank you so much for joining me on Conversations with Peter Wood. Thank you. Well, that's all for now. But if you enjoyed listening to that podcast, you might also find my book, Mud Between Your Toes, faintly amusing. You can buy the book on Amazon. You can find both series one and two of my podcasts on a plethora of platforms, from direct links on my Mud Between Your Toes Facebook page to apps such as Podbean, Apple Music, iTunes Store, Spotify Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Castbox, TuneIn Radio, and Google Podcasts. So don't miss out on my next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>